Editing an interview down into a podcast is a complicated process. Do you re-record your questions? Do you change the chronological order of the interview into something that better follows a story? And how much do you take out? And if all that wasn't complicated enough, what happens when we provide an interview that's full of common traps and mistakes and make our contestants edit it? Find out right now on America's Next Top Podcaster. Greetings from America's Next Top Podcaster, a masterclass in podcasting that got distracted by a plane flying overhead, and when it looked back, it became a reality competition. I'm your host, Brian Ibbett. On the last episode, our contestants learned how to be a guest on another podcast. All of our contestants got to be interviewed on the morning stream, and sadly, we had to say goodbye to Chetna. This week, we're giving our contestants an interview that was recorded with our very own Season 1 contestant, Lady Monica, and her special guest, stuntwoman and actor, Danielle Bergio. Nikki came away from last week's challenge in first place and was rewarded with a bonus coaching session from professional editor and documentary filmmaker, Eric Dow. The extra advice would be useful to help deal with the difficult audio the contestants were given to work with. Let's hear how her coaching went and what kind of advice she was able to get. Well, uh, thanks, Eric, for doing this. Yeah, you have some challenges ahead of you. However, you know, this is not anything that is out of the ordinary in my field. We Mm -hmm. constantly have to fix stuff like this, move words. You know, you have 17 minutes to cut out of this thing to get a a solid 10. Uh, I I gave it a listen already, and I have some ideas. I'm probably going to reorder how things are now and cut out things so that not to put words in in the interviewee's mouth, but just to make things flow a little bit better. And I was also thinking of removing the interviewer's voice and redoing it on my own. That's a great idea. Yeah. So then you can kind of chunk out, you know, your three best or whatever it is that you find to, to be the most interesting and lead, you know, the already done interview you know, any way you want. So that's, that's a good idea. What are your sort of main tips to get some gold out of this sort of difficult audio um, and, and sort of polish it down? My main tip would be to use the stuff that you find the most interesting, regardless of the quality, map it out and get a solid 10 minute interview. And then, you know, where you can, Trim out the pauses, trim out the uhs and ums, and just make it seem, you know, make sure the pacing is still good, and that'll save you some time as well. What, what is, so in terms of pacing, is there sort of a map to follow to keep people on board and to stop people from being bored? <laughs> no, um, it just depends on, again, like I said, you know, juicy interview stuff. I would just say, the parts where that make you listen the hardest as a, as a put yourself in the viewer seat, the yeah. stuff that turned you on, put in there. Do you have some other uh, tricks that you do to keep the flow or today's Tuesday. So I would say get as much as you can get a, get a good first pass of this done. You start tonight and you finish tomorrow. Take some time away from it. Yeah. Clear your head, watch a show, call your mom, go for a run, work out. And come back to it with a fresh, clean pair of ears. Really give it a listen. And is this entertaining? Is there anything else I can trim? Do I want to think about swapping something? That always helps. You know, you see the trim the fat and so on and so forth. 
After getting some advice from Eric Dow, Nikki was in the right frame of mind to get to work. Before getting too far into the process, though, she took some time to reflect on the past week with producer Bobby Frankenberger. Well, hello, Nikki. How are you doing this week? Good morning, Bobby. Doing uh, okay. Riding on the high from my uh, sweeping win from last week. Sweeping is right. Oh my gosh, the praise was... How did that make you feel? It was so nice. I mean, partly, like, I just had so much fun doing it, but it was so nice to just hear them say nice things about me, of course. Honestly, like, just hearing Jury, like, uh, messing around with me about being Floridian, it was just like a a gold star. So I (laughs) was, like, really happy. This week is um is is sort of like the inverse of last week in that you have yeah. nothing but editing to do. Yeah, and I'm partially thankful for that. Um just because like well, it's still hard, but I'm I'm like traveling around this week. So like I'm right. going to be editing in a car on my way to somewhere for 2 hours or something. Um but at least oh I don't gosh. have to do the creative part, so yeah. I'm sorry to Monica because she's great, but I'm going to cut her part. <laughs> Are you? Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay. Her question, I mean, purposefully, her questions were very, like, substance-less? Is that English? Without substance? But the hardest thing about all that is uh, making it sound like you're actually there asking the questions. Yeah, I I think I can do that, uh, but I agree with you, that's going to be the hardest part. The, The thing that I usually do is I listen to it. I'm listening to it while while I record it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, that's actually what I was going to do. I'm it's there. almost like it's live when you do it like that, so you can react yeah. appropriately. So how, you do have a little bit of experience editing then. Yeah, I do. I just don't enjoy it, but I I can do it. <laughs> I don't know how fancy I can get with it, which is my worry. I know Will's going to blow me out of the water, but I'm happy to be middle ground for this challenge. Do you, do you feel that way? Do you, are you in this like headspace where you're like... Will's going to win, so how yeah. can I not lose? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm going for. I'm not trying to be the first one. I'm going to do as best as I can do, but I know Audie has no editing experience, but he's been studying up. But I still mm-hmm. think I have a little bit more than him, even though he's my fellow Blue Fan Group member, so I can't. Now you're left with people that you've worked with for a while. <laughs> Almost everyone except for Tony. They're, they're our, our, our club, you know? So we're like, you know what? No yeah. matter who wins out of us three, uh, it's a win for all of us. <laughs> It's a good point to get to when when you're at this stage and and the people you're competing with are friends of yours that you like and respect. Yeah, and, totally. And even though like the more you win, the more you're like, well, I might as well win to the end. It's still <laughs> it's so much work that like it's still a relief when you lose. I think <laughs> there is definitely always that feeling of of win or lose. I think. I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, it's like a win-win no matter what. Plus getting this far is like what how did how did I make it? Like how did I pass through all the way to here? Nikki still got to meet with her regular podcasting coach Tom Merritt to get his advice on how to tackle this editing challenge. I'm glad to hear your voice this week because oh, I I'm not so sure about this challenge. I have three competing ideas, so Okay, let's hear um, Either I cut Monica out and re-record her parts to have like more control over that and of the length and things like that. Or I do a hybrid where I keep some of hers because they're really good. And I do some of mine as if we're co-hosts on a show, which could be mm-hmm. dangerous. Or I leave it and I just keep the good ones. Yeah. Um, 
the hybrid idea is as fascinating as, as it is seems fraught with the most peril <laughs> of yeah. all of these yeah. uh, because the audio quality is going to be so all over the place. And if you leave Monica in, then you have to deal with fixing her audio and Danielle's. It's not necessarily the wrong way to go, but then you're doubling the amount of work that you have to do to make stuff sound right. What your editing challenge is, is to take the elements of this interview and turn it into a coherent narrative that yeah. is entertaining. If you look at it and you're like, I just can't do that without Monica's voice in there, then yes, leave her in and, and edit it that way. But I feel like you're probably going to find there's a little more flexibility in cutting her out. Keep this in mind too. It doesn't have to be an interview. You've got an interview that was recorded for your podcast. You mm -hmm. could be telling the Danielle story with quotes from Danielle. I was still going to go with interview because I like the way that it that I've lined stuff up for that. So far. yeah, okay. Well, then, um, then, then it's a matter of just you know stitching it. Uh, your audio, if you're just using her, doesn't have to match hers because she's on the line, right? Yeah, I just I don't have a lot of time, and it's a time-consuming challenge. And yeah. so I'm just editing always about is. That. It's yeah. just polishing, polishing, polishing until it sounds good. And I'm happy to be middle ground this week, even though that doesn't sound super confident. But I know. <laughs> yeah. Now play to win. Come on, you got to play to win. I'm playing uh, not to lose. How about that? <laughs> honestly, if you if you're if you're keeping the narrative clean, uh, if you're doing your, you know, they're all working with the same stuff, so you know that everybody's going to have those same sound challenges. So if you're polishing yeah, as much yeah. as you possibly can, uh, and you add a little spice on top of it, you've got a good shot. As the week was coming to a close, Nikki took some time out to chat with me about her week so far and how her past podcasting experience has helped prepare her for this challenge. How you doing, Nikki? I'm doing okay. I'm I'm on the road, but I'm I'm doing okay. Excellent. Let's talk about the challenge this week because uh, yeah. I think it's a fun one for everybody, right? Right, uh, isn't it, Brian? <laughs> I've been I've been talking with the the other people about the fact that this is the only time so far during the season where we haven't. Um, just giving you free range to do what you want, right? We've, uh, if mm -hmm. it's like if we're comparing this to a cooking show, in all the other ones, we've said, hey, make a lasagna or make a cake. And in this one, we're saying, all right, here's the artichokes and the sugar and the um, castor oil and the uh, <laughs> bleach. Yeah, it's Go ahead and like make that. something delicious yeah. out of all this. <laughs> exactly. We could make something creative, but it might taste really weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Um, to that end, uh, how are things going? Are you done with the editing? You still working on the editing? I'm just polishing it up. I had an extra 30 seconds, so I'm like seeing if there's anything cool I can add in. But um, oh, cool. I'm relatively happy with it considering. Um, do you do, yeah. and, and I imagine with interviews, with the interviews you're doing with um, grannies and grandpas, uh, mm -hmm. there is a lot of editing, right? There's probably interruptions. There's blabbing about an hour about their grandchildren. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot. And I'm a little bit less strict, obviously with my show, my show sometimes goes for like an hour and a half. So sometimes mm -hmm. I just let it go and it's okay. Yeah. Um, but there, yeah, I, I've gotten practice at least in that aspect, cutting stuff out and rearranging stuff if they kind of, you know, veer off track or whatever. So right, great. Well, this is uh, this is going to be so much fun. I'm really looking forward to uh, <laughs> to seeing what you guys come up with because this is this is like a. Um, I mean, you guys are all given exactly the same stuff to work with, so this mm -hmm. is a great um, leveling the playing field kind of kind of thing in your final four. So you know, we've got to we can't make things too easy for you. Yeah. Well, good luck and enjoy the rest of your trip and uh, looking forward to Thank hearing you. what you turn in. 
and welcome to Interview with the Wicked. I'm your host, Nikki, and joining me remotely this week is writer, director, stuntwoman, and actress, Danielle Bergio. Welcome to the show, Danielle. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. You have such an interesting career, but let's start all the way from the beginning. That was just a short sample of Nikki's submission. If you want to hear the rest of it, then check the podcast feed for all the contestants' submissions in their entirety. For now, let's check on the next contestant. Each contestant was given the same audio to edit, so when Will got around to listening to it, he was surprised at how bad it was. He was also surprised that he made it through the previous week's challenge at all and sat down with Bobby to talk about it. Straight up, I was like, oh, I'm out. Like... I, 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 after my judging this week, I was like, oh, it's me. It's definitely me. Audie <laughs> was the one, Audie was last. And I was like, when Audie went, I was like, okay, Audie's feedback feels either tied or maybe slightly below mine. So yeah. <laughs> maybe it's a toss up between me and Audie. I could feel that. Yeah. I, I had like a list of notes ready of like, gotta remember to say this if I'm getting booted. Uh, gotta, you know, uh, yeah. Don't uh, forget was... to give the middle finger to so-and-so. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were all positive notes, I swear. So let's talk about that progress so far. You've mm-hmm. listened to the interview. Um, yes. how, did you, how did you like that gem of an interview? Um, <laughs> I don't, don't want to be mean. <laughs> I didn't love the interview. <laughs> Have you uh, not picked? Have you not picked up on the obvious, the obvious thing yet? That it was that it, it was, was a bad a, interview. That, but that it was, it was, it was intentionally bad. There were like times where I'm like, I don't know who's making this noise right now. This almost feels like this is not like this noise is on purpose. Like this, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, okay. Well, I guess if it was like definitely, absolutely, purposely a bad interview, I don't mind saying it was a. I didn't like it, but um, <laughs> there'd be times where I'm like, oh, okay, cool. This is like a good question. I'm liking where this answer is going. And then like, she'd get interrupted or like, I like stopped and I'm like, is she eating right now? Like, do I really? Okay, great. <laughs> Super. <laughs> do, do you know yet how you're going to deal with things like that? Or, or do you have a... Is, I'm, I'm going to you? try to use as little of it as possible. And if I have to use some of it because it feeds the greater purpose of the podcast, I... I will figure something out, but I. It, so, so, do you mean you're going to start by looking for all the pieces that are good, and then seeing what you can put together from? Yeah, that? I have a transcript of it. I used a transcript service last night, so I have a written mm-hmm. version of it too. And so, basically, I'm going to go through and try to build like the order I want this to be in. What what can be used and what can't? Because there's right. some things that can't. It's hard to find. Um, like a narrative thread in the this in this one. Yeah, it's harder. I, I thought we were gonna get there when she's like starts talking about her or like how she grew up as like a dancer or something, and she yeah. she got a little more serious. And I was like, oh, okay, this is something. Like I literally in my car like perked up, and then she got interrupted by a text, I think, uh, and then uh, ca- came back in and was much more lighthearted about it. And I was like, all right, never mind. Like we're not like. Like I thought we were gonna go somewhere like a little bit more serious. What if you just go full uh, gimmicky comedy with it, and your yeah. and your podcast is chats over a bowl of cereal? Um. <laughs> see, see, that's not that's not bad. That's not bad. If you lean into like <laughs> where I, you can I, record <laughs> yourself answering questions and responding, and you're also eating a bowl of cereal. <laughs> 
I I thought last night I was like, what if I turn in ten minutes of just the just the outtakes? <laughs> like, could I do this? Which like, uh, but you'd go out in a blaze of glory, like you I know, really <laughs> like a, you just turn in a supercut of Monica giggling. Um, <laughs> all right, well, uh, I'm gonna let you get to work on it then. Um, cool. All right, well, good luck, Will. Thanks, Bobby. After having some more time to digest the audio and start getting a feel for what his approach was going to be, Will talked with Tom Merritt to get some tips and advice on the decision-making process of editing. Hi, Will. Hi, Tom. Is there anything I should look out for when I'm re-recording this conversation? Is there a way to make it sound more like I was actually the person interviewing? Think of this as source material. Not You're not editing an episode. Right. You've been given some source material that you now need to edit into an episode. And so that that's what you're talking about doing, which is find the answers from the guest that are good, and then you need to weave them together into a narrative. Is it better to try to find a, a through line in this conversation, or should I treat it more like like a casual conversation? You don't want to force it, but I would definitely listen through in my own head. What I would do is I would sort of think of those as little blocks, right? And, Mm -hmm. and then decide, okay, are they unrelated blocks? In which case I can go with casual conversation, right? And just kind of gently lead from one to the other and be like, all right, let's, let's change the topic, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. If, however, you look at it and you're like, oh, there's a through line in the, in these interesting parts, then you can set it up that way. Is it okay to combine answers if I'm like, well, these these go together so I can kind of use one question and then get two answers? Yeah, no, it's totally fair, uh, unless it's somehow changed the meaning. Okay. Uh, so and that's a, avoid changing that's a bit the of a meaning. semantic judgment. But yeah, if if you're like, oh, no, it's two separate thoughts. And instead of me introdu- in, interrupting her, we just let her keep talking. Yeah, that's fine. Finally, I sat down with Will to see how things were going as it got close to the deadline for the submissions. Hey, Will, how you doing? Good, Brian. How are you? Good. You weren't surprised at all about it being a staged interview, right? I mean, you heard season two. You heard us do this before. Oh, I, I hadn't listened to the season two editing challenge. Oh. So I was not. Uh, I guess, I mean, listening to it, I was like. I mean, this is pretty bad. When I talked to Bobby yesterday, yesterday, I don't know, this week's a blur. Uh-huh. I, uh, I was like trying to be very polite just to make, <laughs> just cause I was like, I was going to come out and be like, yeah. So like you guys did a really good job faking this and, and Bobby be like, I mean, that was just a real. Interview. Right. Yeah. Those last thing yeah. you want to hear is Bobby saying, what? No, that was really Monica. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> are you, uh, are you keeping Monica in there? Are you editing her out and replacing her with your, with your own interview? Or are you. I, I'm, I'm currently working on keeping or, or rather uh, replacing her with uh, my own mm-hmm. voice just because uh, there's no outro. <laughs> Yeah. It's not a complete outro. Yeah, we even talked about it. It was funny because we had all this big long list of of traps and things we were going to put into this um this interview. And so Danielle had it, Monica had it, and Hem and I were listening in and we were just kind of checking things off the list to make sure that um you know that they were all done. What mm-hmm. we didn't count on is that Monica, who had written out most of the interview, um hadn't written an outro. And so when she, when she said, I'm not sure, I, I don't know how I'm going to end this thing. 
Yeah. <laughs> We're like, yeah. Oh, all right. This, I guess this is one that we didn't have on our list that is a, um, uh, is a, is a good way to end it. Um, that, that was the one that felt real. Cause you came back in and you were like, okay. And she like started to be like, I don't know. And then the recording just cut off. And I was like, you know what? That one felt in like some of it, like the laughter like felt real. Like I think she was nervous mm-hmm. in, in that sense. Mm-hmm. Like, like there were parts of it where I was like, and that's why I was flipping back and forth of like, this feels staged, but also like it could just be really rough. <laughs> yes. But uh, I think it was the eating where I was like, I they <laughs> would have. Well, excellent. Well, Will, thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to hearing what you turn in and uh, we'll talk to you on Monday. Cool. Thanks, Brian. Mm-hmm. Welcome to another episode of Tales from the Backlot, where we take you behind the scenes to bring you an inside look at how your favorite movies get made. I'm your host, Will Saddleberg. This week, I sat down with writer, director, actress, and stuntwoman Danielle Bergio to talk about how she got into stunts, her history in Hollywood, and her directorial debut, Lucy Falls. Welcome to the show, Danielle. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I want to start by talking about your short film, Lucy Falls, which I think is truly exceptional. And then... Our next contestant, Tony P., was struggling early in the week, not only with the difficult audio, but with computer troubles. Bobby got a chance to talk with him about it. Okay, well, Tony P., how is it going? We're in editing week. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good now. I had um, some personal technical issues, some computer issues, mm-hmm. and I was a bit panicked. But I'm a good week to have technical issues with your computer. The <laughs> week where you're on your own and all you need is a computer that can work. <laughs> Dude, you you say I I kid you not. Thinking through contingencies like. Okay, I'm. I just, you know what? I'll just go to Best Buy tomorrow. I'll just go to. I'll just buy a computer. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, but I, I'm okay. Things are good. Good. I'm glad you didn't have to plumb the depths of Best Buy's return policy for this. Ugh. So this week is the editing challenge. You've listened to the interview. You've had a chance to listen to that. I, I did. I did. You, you don't sound. You don't sound optimistic, uh, <laughs> Tony. <laughs> Uh, as I was listening through and taking notes, the thought crossed my mind. I was like, these sick, sick uh, people, sick <laughs> SOBs is what I was really thinking to, to have us background noise. And, mm-hmm. and I think there were dogs barking and 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 potato chips and, you know, <laughs> some, like, some kind of eating something. <laughs> these folks, this is, yeah. Yeah. It's torture. It's torture. You've re- you're really getting to the crux of it, which is to have a real editing challenge. W- we think about how is it that we're going to mesh? How do you deal with those technical challenges while also testing and challenging the other um, editorial aspects of, of editing, which are not just technical, which are also decision making and storytelling and stuff like that? You know, it really, it really is torture. Uh, a lot of these <laughs> challenges are fun. Um, it's fun when you get to create something yourself. And with this one, we're being given most of the material. Um, and, and so, yeah, I'm struggling. I highlighted some of the beats from the interview. Um, mm-hmm. There's things that, oh, that was a, a great little segment. And somewhere I'm like, oh, well, that didn't go anywhere. And so I want to take out the beats that worked, you know, first and yeah. foremost, and I, I'm going to try to reorder them into, and that's the part that scares me the most. 
I'm going to try to reorder them into sort of a logical conversation. But mm-hmm. as you know, and as they've mentioned on the show, the more you do that, the more you 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 toy with things, the more of an opportunity for it to not make sense or for it to be out of order or for there to be a callback to something that wasn't yet said. Then I'll go through and clean it up. And there's going to be, honestly, there's a bit of a, a lot of a cleanup to do yeah. there's a lot of mic noise and i can't wait to to hear how it goes hopefully i'll be talking to you next week uh, after this the dust settles and good luck thank you so much bobby always fun chatting with you man and um yeah well um enjoy your weekend i i you know i'll get to mine so i'll i'll make it to the <laughs> weekend i promise Still stressing about how to fix the bad interview audio, Tony P. met with podcasting coach Tom Merritt to get some much-needed advice and direction. Hey, Tony P. Tom, always good to talk to you. Uh, It it means I'm still here. So um, listen through the interview. Uh, I went through and kind of took some notes, uh, pulled those sections out. And I'm kind of placing them in what I think would be a logical order instead of the order they have it in. I kind of want to tell a story of how Danielle got into dancing, Mm -hmm. what her first film was, uh, how she got into stunt work. Mm -hmm. Uh, So kind of kind of flipped it around. But yeah, the the, the getting it, getting it in is the the part I'm struggling with. So that's what I'm struggling with. That's what I'm going back and do. You need Monica's voice to make what you want to do work. So. uh, um, No, to answer your question. I don't think I need Monica's voice. I'm leaning towards keeping it in. I and heck, don't, might be the don't answer. use it. I, you're, I think you're leaning towards keeping it in because you feel like you ought to for some reason. But what you laid out to me was a documentary style podcast, which might even work without anyone else's voice. You might be able to say, we sat down and talked to Danielle about her new film. Let's, let's listen to what Danielle said. You, it's conceivable, and I wouldn't be able to know unless I heard your edits, that you could yeah. run it all without anyone else speaking. And it just sounds like Danielle telling us a story. Uh, it may not work. It may be that 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 the way she talked did, doesn't really fit, and it's a little too janky. At which point, you could just make it documentary style, where you say, we talked to Danielle about her new film, uh, one of the things, you know, and do some transition. One of the things uh, that started uh, her, her film career was X, and then you go into the first bite, you let it play until it needs you, to step in as the narrator and say that led to her eventually becoming an independent stunt maker or whatever, right? And I'm sweating. I'm definitely. It's it's last I'll tell you week. That, no, you've got you have you when you describe the part that you think you have down. I'm like, that's really all you need to do. Like, there's the little bit of of, of transitional elements to to keep each segment going from one to the other. But you have a narrative. That's the hardest part in these is to find. <laughs> the narrative that you want to tell. And you nailed that already. At the end of the week, I talked with Tony about where things were going with this difficult challenge. Hey, Tony, how you doing? Hey, Brian, I am great. Um, a little tired today. Tired? We're, we're being perfectly honest. Okay. What's yeah. going on? Tired, tired from uh, editing? <laughs> I, I, honestly, that has to be it because I was, I was laying around um, before our call and I was like, dang, why am I so tired? It's a rough one. This it uh, look, yeah, it's it's horrible this week, Brian. Jeez, <laughs> have you done more editing? You've done a lot of editing this season, right? Because it was when it was um, you and Chetna, you were doing all the editing for. Uh, yeah, I um I edited a lot this season. I edit a lot 
outside of this competition sure, for your own but shows. Yeah. Never, never anything this bad. So <laughs> Bob, yeah. Bobby was insistent. He was like, Hey, I just, I really would like it if you could listen to the audio before we chat. All right, uh -huh. I'll get to it. Yeah. It's just really helpful if you can listen. All right, cool. And then I opened it up and I was like, Oh my goodness. Now I see what he was he was talking about right. um and I'll, I'll have you know there's even an airplane i knew you yeah. guys i know that wasn't intentional no it'd be pretty tough just... to <laughs> tough to schedule that one but um yeah danielle during her during one of her answers looked outside saw that there was an airplane coming i guess she knows that she's on a certain flight path and so she immediately ran outside just to make sure she got that airplane oh my goodness i <laughs> I, I, A, all right. So admittedly, that's brilliant. Yeah. B, I hate her even more now because I was like, where the hell did that prop plane come from? Really? So that was just uh, icing on the cake. This is uh, the toughest challenge yet. It's, uh, you know, your final four. We've got to, we've got to really put you to the test. It can't all be, it can't all be as easy as comedy week, Tony. Thanks again, Brian. I'm uh, hopefully we talk soon yes. and uh, send, send my, my angry regards <laughs> to everybody who was involved in that, <laughs> that interview. Will do. Thanks, Tony. Take care. Welcome to another episode of The Broad Stroke, the podcast where I sit down and chat with awesome women to hear their stories of determination, perseverance, and downright badassery. Today we have the privilege to hear from Danielle Brugio, stuntwoman, dancer, and filmmaker, as she tells us how she got started in the industry, her craziest stunts, some of her favorite directors to work with, and what inspired her to make a short film. We opened up with her discussing her love for dance and how it led to working in film. Finally, our last contestant, Audi, was realizing the difficulty facing him this week as well. He sat down with Bobby to talk about barely surviving the week before and how he probably should have realized how tough this week's challenge was going to be. Well, hello, Audie. Here we are again. You have survived. How are you doing? <laughs> doing good. <laughs> Survived is definitely the uh, the term to use because I definitely felt that after judging. Did you did you feel that way after judging this week? The the judging wasn't as brutal this this week as it has been. No, it wasn't as brutal, but I definitely felt um, the critiques more of it. Just to me personally, and after following Nikki and um, yeah, you were judged right after Nikki and Tony, who both got really high praise. Yeah. So this coming week. The new challenge is an editing challenge. Have you had a chance to listen to the audio for the interview yet? I did. And, okay, so in Braveheart, <laughs> Mel Gibson as a child is really good with rocks. And his best friend Hamish knows that. He comes back as an adult and challenges Hamish and then hits him square in the face with a rock. And Hamish gets up and is like, I should have remembered the rocks exactly how i felt listening to this audio <laughs> explain that to people who might not understand what you're saying explain explain so, what you mean by that i remember last season specifically uh you, you guys talking about what kind of audio you were given and then what you had to make out of it he's got monica doing the interview and 
her playing around with it, like you can definitely tell she's not trying to be on her game, but while still doing a decent interview. And I know him and coached her to be terrible on this interview. (laughs) I know it because good Lord, I was listening to it and just listening to her audio. Like at one point she goes and I'm sure, I don't know what she's eating. It, it sounds like a bowl of cereal, but she's definitely pouring a bowl. You hear it clink down. You hear the cereal. You hear a munch. Yeah. So should have remembered the rocks. <laughs> exactly. So, so do you have an idea of what the show might be about? Like what your interview is going to be about overall? Not specifically. Um, it's funny. I was kind of thinking back to when Will did the interview for our team and Tales from the Backlot, and I don't know if I want to do something specifically Hollywood kind of, or just interviewing cool people in general. Yeah. So do you have a, how much, if any editing experience do you have? I'm, I'm sure it's been mentioned before and I'm just forgetting, but yeah, not, not much of any audio editing. Um, and definitely not anything lately. It's been a while since mm-hmm. I've, I've done some video editing in the past. I've done some playing around with it. Um, Vincent actually did a thing of showing me how he edits, and I was looking at that. And All right. Well, Adi, I'm uh, looking forward to your coaching with Tom. I'm sure you're going to get a lot of insight from him on directions to go, come mm. prepared to that with like an idea, and he can help you hone that. You know this by now. You've right. already done all that. So um, good luck. It sounds like you've at least got yourself in a headspace to 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 not worry yourself into to paralysis you know? right <laughs> at least i do on tuesday we'll see how i feel thursday or friday <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> as always adi met with tom Merritt, the podcasting coach to get some tips on how to handle this week's challenge adi congratulations man thank you thank you i'm so kind of surprised i was by but i'll take it <laughs> what can we help you with um, at this point, I'm still listening to it, trying to figure out the best way to piece it together. Okay. Um, I definitely can tell that this is one of those things where they're trying to challenge us as much as possible. Do you have a preference of how you, what, what the f- kind of framework you want to use for that? Are you, you know, are you thinking about that or are you just still just focused on the bits? Right now, my framework is just basically... I'm thinking of still keeping Monica on and then try to piece it together from there and do it as kind of, you know, just talking about her career and everything. Mm-hmm. So why do you want to keep right Monica now. in there? Because I haven't found a good reason not to yet. <laughs> okay. That's fair. So I, I'm just thinking that's what I'm thinking of right now. I've only listened to it a couple times so far and I'm just starting to make my notes about everything. So yeah, yeah. Just trying to keep, it out. keep the option open to treat this entirely differently uh, to don't treat this as an interview episode that you're airing. Uh, treat this yeah. as somebody just gave you this stuff. You don't know who Monica okay. is. She's not on your show. Uh, you know, right. this, this, this happens quite a lot where uh, you, people will get stuff from like a movie studio and it's got some movie studio hired person in there asking questions and they leave all that stuff out and just put the celebrity stuff in. Um, okay. Also, when I worked at national public radio as an intern, I did lots of interviews uh, and uh, when they went on the radio, it sounded like Bob Edwards was asking the questions that I had asked. Right. So yeah. you are totally fair to uh, use Monica if you think if you think it's good. If you're like, I got no reason to replace her. She's great. Then you can work that into your narrative or replace her with your own questions or go entirely a different direction and make a documentary style uh, situation where you just kind of paraphrase 
the things that are said in questions and even some of Danielle's answers to kind of bridge between the best bites that she gives. Okay. That sounds good. I like that. Yeah. So it's something to consider because it, it does, it's a little harder because you have to do more work in creating the content, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas in interviews, nice thing about interviews, the content's there. I said I had five kids here with me today. I'm going to have three tomorrow. So that's less time to work on it than I anticipated. So this is going to be fun. <laughs> None of them can edit, huh? Unfortunately not. Yeah. It's probably child labor laws against that anyway. Yeah, probably. I mean, so. you can almost think of editing. I think of editing when I do it visually. I think of it as blocks. Mm. Uh, so I don't know if that helps you anyway, but just just thinking of like, oh, her saying that, that's a block. And then me mm. saying this either as a question or a narrative element or me taking right. a clip from a movie, that's another block. And then you just assemble all the blocks. After most of the work was done, I spoke with Adi about his limited editing experience, learning under pressure, and dealing with being a stay-at-home dad during this stressful week. Hey, Adi. How's it going, man? Doing good, Brian. How are you? We've given you some uh, some great audio to work with. and uh, Wonderful audio. <laughs> Amazing audio. Uh, how many of the, uh, the tricks do you think you caught? Do you think you picked up on all of them? Like, uh, oh, I found... I heard several things on everybody's audio. So I was like, oh, great. This is yeah. going to be fun. Uh, are you uh, keeping Monica in or are you editing her out? I think I'm going to edit her out. Talking to Tom, uh, what was it, Wednesday? He gave me some ideas of a different direction to go in. And I think I'm going to take that. I'm going with more of a, as he put it, documentary. I'm thinking of more of like a profile style of podcast. Oh, interesting. Okay. So like a narrative. Uh, well, I think Jenny called it a cut and copy instead of having any interviewer in there, like replacing Monica with you or anything like that, you're basically saying, Danielle told us about her experience working on the set of Showgirls. And then she goes into, yeah, I just right. didn't want to do any nudity. and Yeah, doing it kind of that way and kind of a narrative of just her journey through her career. That's great. That's what I'm thinking right now. Yeah, and, and uh, boy, uh, you know, with Jenny being our stickler for editing, um, that's probably the most stressful part of this, right? Is, isn't just trying to turn it into a good narrative. It's making sure that no half breaths or clicks right. or don't I know it. And being an <laughs> editing noob, I'm just like, Oh Lord. Well, okay. Oh really? Is this, this is something new to you. Are you using uh, yeah. audacity or, or something like that to, to do all this? Uh, no, I'm going into audition. Oh, uh, good. It's just a matter of actually doing it, which I know I'm going to be slower at. But mm-hmm. And you've had a rough week so far with uh, unexpected visits from uh, large groups of kids, right? <laughs> yeah. So Wednesdays are typically asynchronous days for my kids. So they're home from school on Wednesday, every Wednesday. Gotcha. And then some friends of ours needed somebody to watch Without their kids, kids. unexpectedly. Uh-huh. So I was like, well, I got mine. Bring yours over. <laughs> And then there were some storms that were supposed to come through tomorrow morning that were supposed to disrupt all the going to and from school. So the school said, well, just do asynchronous on another another asynchronous day. And I was like, great. And the storms didn't come at all. And it was just like, great. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, geez. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I'm going to let you get back to it. Um, Adi, thank you so much, man. And uh, we'll see how things go on Monday. All right. <laughs> Thanks. Hey everyone, welcome back to More Than One Path, where we take a look at someone's life and career path, what success looks like to them, and how that journey has been so far. I'm your host, Audie Norman. This week, 
we're looking at the journey of Danielle Bergio. She's a stunt performer and actress that's been working in both TV and film for over 25 years. Now, you may not be familiar with her name, but I'm willing to bet you've seen some of her work. That was just a sample of the entire podcast. Remember, you can hear all of the submissions for this week in their entirety as their own downloads on the podcast feed. The Q10 EQ is one of the most powerful EQs I've ever used. The Q10 from Waves can remove targeted narrow frequencies. It can shape audio and it can make things just sound overall better. It is one of the tools that can be a little overwhelming when you first open it. I was. However, a little bit of time, a little bit of tinkering, you start to understand exactly how it all works and how it all can work for you. Once I was able to dial in a few things that I know I'd use over and over again, I saved the presets and I am in business. The Q10 can take good recordings and make them sound incredible. The Q10 can take recordings that don't sound good at all and make them sound better than you'd ever think. The Q10 is a tool that when I use it, the effects are immediately heard throughout the entire mix. I highly recommend the Q10 for when you need to target certain frequencies to reduce hums, background noises, high-end shrill hisses and hums. This is when the Q10 really shines. Follow the link in the show notes to get more information on the Q10, how to get one for yourself, and start using the Q10 today. Waves.com for all your plug-in needs. Brian Abbott here for Rogue Amoeba's Fission. I use Fission for doing the editing of Coverville because I need something quick, I need something easy, and I need something that can create chapters. But Fission does so much more than that. Sure, you can use it to make quick edits to your audio files, add fades, adjust volumes, insert clips, but Fission can also batch convert multiple audio files at once into a multitude of formats like MP3, AAC, AIFF, WAVE, and FLAC and it does all of its edits losslessly. Usually when you edit an MP3 file, you're editing something that's already been compressed and then exporting it just adds to the compression. Not with Fission. When you edit an MP3, you edit it losslessly so it doesn't get double compressed. It's a great tool for podcasters who record MP3 and don't want to sacrifice quality when they need to make simple changes. And right now, Rogue Amoeba wants to sweeten the deal. Use the code TOPCAST20, that's T-O-P-C-A-S-T-2-0, to save 20% off the price of Fission. You can use that code for 20% off of any of their other podcast tools like Audio Hijack, Farago, and Loopback. Or, here's a little secret, you can use it to save 20% off of the already discounted Ultimate Podcast Bundle, which has all four. That code again is TOPCAST20. Visit rogamoeba.com to learn more. The Contour Shuttle Pro V2 is one of the most important tools in my production process. I have programmed the buttons to do all of the tasks that I would repeat, that I repeat multiple, multiple times every show. Just by putting that with a one button click instead of multiple keyboard clicks or keyboard shortcuts or multiple pull down menus has reduced my production time drastically and dramatically. And it's so easy to use. You load it in the, the software comes with programs already built in and you can see if the shortcuts that are already there work for you and if they don't you can program them yourself to do the need to work the way you want it to work so everyone's layout on the shuttles will be unique to them and their muscle memory and their workflow you want to learn how it can affect your 
production and impact you in a positive way, go to contourdesign.com. Get more information and find out which one is best for you and your work situation. Start using one now. Start using your time more wisely and working more efficiently. ContourShuttleDesigns.com is a proud supporter of America's Next Top Podcasting Idol, and I am proud to be telling people about them. Go to ContourDesign.com, get more information, find out which one is best for you, and we thank them for their support of this show. Before we get to the judging and find out how everyone did, let's get a quick recap from Tom. So boy, howdy. Uh, Are these folks uh, excited to do editing? Uh, Will uh, is worried about it being too short, which makes me wonder if he's going to have enough. But I think I think he just needs to get past his nerves. I, I think he has the right approach, which is use the good stuff. Uh, which is why he's worried about it being too short because he only wants to use the best stuff. So I, I think that will end up playing in his favor. Tony P, I think, just needed permission to edit. He was he was very much like, okay, I want to respect the interview. It's like, no, 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 this is raw material. Use whatever of it is good. And that felt like a revelation to him where he's like, oh, I can do that? Okay, great. Uh, and then he was off to the races and I, I don't think he even needed me anymore because he had his narrative arc all set and everything. So I feel like Tony's a little bit ahead of the game uh, regarding the other three. Nikki was was still trying to figure out what approach she wanted to do. Uh, I think her strength is that she's really focused on audio quality. Uh, so she's probably going to have the best sounding of these because the others were just talking about, yeah, it's kind of bad. Whereas she was saying, I don't know if any of it's usable. I, I had, there's so many pops and clicks, which means she's focused on that. I hope she doesn't over-focus on it, but she's probably going to have the best sounding of these. And Audi seemed a little at loose ends. Uh, I, I think he's got a lot going on uh, too. So, so that doesn't help. Uh, but uh, I think we finally got him focused into uh, a, a mindset where he knows what decisions he has to make uh, to figure out how to make this good. And we we kicked around a few ideas that, that the others didn't bring up. Uh, and maybe that'll help him raise his game a little above the others, too. Greetings and welcome to America's Next Top Podcaster. It's a masterclass in podcasting that got whipped up into a smoothie with a reality competition. I'm your host, Brian Ibbett. This was Editing Week. Our final four, Adi, Nikki, Tony P, and Will, were all given an interview conducted by our very own Lady Monica that was intentionally filled with traps, common mistakes made in podcasting interviews that an editor would have to work around. Our interview subject, the wonderfully good sport, Danielle Bergio, worked with a checklist that we provided to help load the interview up with some fun things like eating, making a smoothie, airplanes flying overhead. She had a lot of fun and wants everyone listening to know that she'd never do any of that in a real interview. Our contestants took all that rough audio and edited it down into what had to feel like an episode of a fictional podcast. They had to not only clean up the audio, but also figure out what story they wanted to tell with the interview. How did they do? Our judges have the answer to that question and many more. So let's meet them. 
from Dog and Pony Show Audio, Justin Robert Young. Well, hello, friends. I'll be playing the part of Scott Johnson tonight, who's dealing with a uh, power outage. And from Infinite Gain Studios, Jenny Josephson. Well, hi, everybody. Our special guest tonight was our coach for the week. He's a documentary filmmaker and an editor currently working on House Hunters International, but has edited TV shows like Counting Cars, Pawn Stars, and American Restoration. Make sure to also check out his documentary, Honor in the Valley of Tears. Welcome to the show, Eric Dow. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. It's good to have you here. Now, as someone who spends a lot of time editing other people's audio, um, how often is it left up to you to figure out the story that the finished audio needs to tell? Almost all of it. I'm given the entire show. I have an, a creative outline of what the show entails, and then it's up to me to basically write it in the edit. Um, write the voiceovers, make the, you know, tell the story I need to tell with the available material. So sometimes that, that means rearranging words, cutting, you know, sentences out for time, so on and so forth. So what these guys had to do this week, uh, I'm very familiar with. Uh, judges, what kinds of things were you keeping an eye on uh, since they all kind of had the same raw materials to work from? I was looking for a concrete thing and then an intangible thing. So the concrete thing I was looking for was that anybody at all understood the concept of relative loudness or what is known as LUFS, L-U-F-S. I mean, I mentioned this many seasons. I mentioned it this season. If you didn't pick up on it, you should be sad. Uh, and the other thing I was looking for is um, the sense that you understand that audio is not just an audio medium. It's actually a visual medium. And I will explain more about that uh, upcoming, but it's something that in editing is very, very important. I was looking for comprehension, like the idea of uh, uh, what what are you going to do with this interview? How are you presenting it? Are you presenting it like it's a documentary? Are you presenting it like you're in the room? If you are in the room, then why are you in the room? What story are you telling? Why? I mean, the, 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 the great benefit that every contestant has on every challenge on this competition is they can frame exactly what they want out of the raw materials they are given, no matter how unpredictable they might be. Uh, let's go ahead and start the reviewing. And we're going to start with Will, who hey. brought back Tales from the Back Lot. Welcome to another episode of Tales from the Back Lot, where we take you so you've done a second episode of the podcast where you interviewed um, Mark Hoffling. Yeah, that was like a, a last minute. I had like a whole, um, I, I mean, not a different framing, just a different name for a podcast and like mm -hmm. a different intro and outro. And then I was like finishing it up. This was probably like 30 minutes before I turned it in. And I was like, this is kind of just the same thing that I already did. Why don't I just um, restructure it so that it's another episode of the Hollywood interview show we already did. I also want to point out that you submitted the shortest podcast this week. Now, I know yep. Justin appreciates that. Plus 10 <laughs> automatically. <laughs> I, I was really hoping, I'm like, Justin better say something. If he doesn't... Uh, Considering your, yours, yours was actually the last one I listened to after four episodes <laughs> of uh, hearing the same answers over and over and over again. So, in well, fact, I'm uh, going to revise it. It's plus 15 automatically. <laughs> <laughs> well, very good. Well, let's get to our judges. We're going to start off this time with Jenny. Audio, when it comes to editing is a visual medium. Now that we are in the age of not cutting tape, even then it was still a visual medium, but 
the act of audio editing is the act of listening to, but also looking at waveforms. And I really want to say that like having a waveform in front of you is a cheat sheet to getting good sound. The more you edit, the more you see things. I can see in order audio clicks in the middle of people's words. I can see weird fumbles. It's like learning to read another language. Of all of you, Will had the best looking waveform. Let's go over to Justin. Yeah, you know, I, I think the biggest thing that I was looking for is is just some kind of direction in what can be a very same, same, same sort of industry, and that is the celebrity interview. Uh, at a certain point when you realize that, like, if you just deleted these bold-faced names, it's essentially talking to the guy at Jiffy Lube about his job, you realize how kind of work a day and, and sometimes boring celebrity interviews can be the challenge. And, and, and I do think it got into all of your heads a little bit too much is finding the right audio to play and not the right quote unquote questions and answers to put in. That was, that was my, my, my one big crit. Otherwise you uh, felt present throughout the interview. She felt compelling it was unremarkable, but, you know, especially sometimes in a competition, you want to survive in advance. This was good. All right, let's go over to Eric. I felt this was the most rushed and lacked flow. The pacing of it was off. It felt too rushed. Like someone else said, that some of the times you interjected didn't feel natural. You know, even though it's the shorter and the shortest of them all, uh, I would say take a beat and and even the, when you're asking the questions try to slow down a little bit try to try to feel um, more in the moment rather than trying to it felt like you were just trying to to be fast that's fair all right thanks Eric uh, and thank you will yeah thank you um, let's move over to Tony P hey everybody how you doing good Tony how you doing oh I I hated this, but I'm good. <laughs> this was a rough week for you. Uh, all right. So I've got to ask you, uh, did you mean to use lyrics from the theme to different strokes as your, as part of your sign off? Yes. <laughs> is that, is was, that a little Easter egg or something? <laughs> I was just insane at that point. Tony P here reminding you, it takes different strokes to move the world. I had, you know, I, I wanted to stick with the title and I was like, I need something to get out of here. And, and I couldn't <laughs> think, I was like, you know what? Who doesn't who doesn't love different strokes? Also the interview subject, her name is Danielle Bergio, not Brugio. Today we have the privilege to hear from Danielle Brugio. Yeah, I just realized that. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the narrative, because you did as opposed to Will's, you did the cut copy style, the narrative style. Um, what made you take a more third person, kind of a less personal approach uh, to the yeah. audio? Yeah, I was I was really struggling with um, figuring out how to how to format it. Tom kind of said, "Well, you know, you, you could just take Monica out," and um, I said, "Oh." And for the record, it was his idea. I have to make that clear mm -hmm. um, to remove Monica before before she gets mad. Um, <laughs> um, let's get to the judging, and we're going to start this time with Justin Tony. 
Uh, congratulations. You found the thing that I thought should have began each and every interview. And that is instead of starting our narrative where our interview subject is either in Showgirls or with Batman Forever, she was a featured player in one of the greatest Hollywood disasters of all time. And that is I'll Do Anything. If you have not read about I'll Do Anything, you need to read about I'll Do Anything. At, at the height of his powers, James L. Brooks decides that he is going to do his massive passion project, which is where all the great disasters in Hollywood happen. That, to me, in any kind of story about the rise and fall of somebody's career in Hollywood, if you can get the raw materials to start it with, I, I thought I, I had the world at my, the wind at my back with I'll Do Anything, and then it ends with not only the dual successes of oh, by the way, I'm still working in two gigantic movies that you are, are aware of that are really popular in pop culture now with uh, Justice League and, and Army of the Dead. And then also, the alt, and now she's growing into a, a director. I feel like you've got the bones of a great story. But I have to ask you one question. Explain to me the title of this podcast. Welcome to another episode of The Broad Stroke. So it's about girl. It's it's girl power. It's it's interviewing. You know, um, I think I said badass women is I think how I brought it in. And it's called what? It's called what? It's called the broad stroke. It is um, a not pleasant term, intentionally picked for women. I picked a negative term, an old timey term, to kind of spin it. What happens when you put those two words together, where once they were separate? I don't understand, Jenny. I feel like I'm walking into something here. Well, no, no, no. Look, look. I mean, number one, you're you're playing off the the breaststroke, right? Like there's the broad strokes. Like there there is alliteration there. But let me ask you this, Tony. For real, you think that you are the voice that can make this commentary? I understand what the what what you were trying to do, but do you believe that this show that that this episode? justified that or 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 in any way did anything to get yourself out of the shadow of calling it something that you knew would immediately get a negative reaction would i personally host that show or create that show probably not well you um, did but I, I mean no I this isn't this isn't if you would you you did you submitted this episode you tony p are the host of the broad stroke interviewing women in a professional capacity with a term that is from the 1960s that you don't own the empowerment angle on. Well, and that's where I was trying to go. It was a, it was a take Tony, take it back type of idea. Tony, Tony, do you hear us? Go ahead, Jenny. Yes. I mean, I'm just saying like, do you hear me and Justin? No, I do. And what you're saying is, and, and I will use the term again for the example, as I am not a broad, I can't empower the term or take it back or try to flip it, uh, which is what the was the intent there okay. to, to flip it. Oh, I, 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 it won't it, it won't it won't happen again. I, 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 I understand what you were intending to do, but understand this. We don't get to choose how people read us. You know, when when you say welcome to the broad stroke because of your tone of voice, fair or not, and I face this, Jenny faces this, Brian faces this, anybody who mm-hmm. does a podcast faces this, 
I'm expecting the man show. I'm expecting barstool sports. I'm expecting an entirely different tone that like, and and even then it's, it's a like, you know, uh, sorry, comedy doesn't have feelings kind of vibe to it just because of your tone of voice. If you're not intending to do that, if you're not intending to do something that is supposed to, to, uh, uh, you know, rip off the, uh, you know, a level of sensitivity because that's the point you're trying to make, then you are literally just burying yourself with one decision. And, and I'll, I'll let Jenny, Jenny, how many people do you think he made listen to this <laughs> or, or told the side? <laughs> yeah, this is my point. And we're just going to deal with this now. So we don't have to deal with it later. This is where feedback comes in. Cause look, everybody has an idea that works in their head that they think will work and it is up to that person to say, five people of all different types of human, please listen to this and tell me what you did. And if for say I was your friend and I listened to it, I would say, did you intentionally make a title that sounds like it's going to talk about hand jobs? And you would have said, oh my God, and changed the title, Tony. So no, when you asked me earlier, what does it sound like combined? That is not where my head went. I know, so. but if you, but this is a lesson about feedback. So I'm telling you, even though it's a competition, you've got to get other people to listen to your stuff because any woman would have told you not to use that title. So it tells me you are not getting people to listen to this. And that's all I'm going to say there. But I'm going to be and, very direct because... Everybody does this, and the only way you get out of a hole you dig yourself is the people who will pull you out of the hole. And, 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 I'll, and I'll just say one last thing on this. I'm, I'm, I'm not a big identity politics guy. I'm not a big culture war guy. Anybody who's listened to me talk on the politics podcast know that that's something that, like, that is something that I, I'm generally willing to give people the benefit of the doubt on. Uh, I don't think that everything is something that, that, you know, needs to be a holy war. I'll say beyond what I said about you having to understand what even your tone of voice immediately writes in people's heads and what that context is when you're trying to do something that is daring or controversial. The other side of it and, and, the, and the other thing that you really need to keep in mind is like, this is about a woman's career, this is yeah. about a body of work that spans decades. You know, you're, you're covering stuff where she is going through this stuff with, with showgirls and, and she's making a decision on where she's going to go. She makes a decision to not be a bigger actress because she doesn't want to have nudity on... Be sexualized. Yeah, being sexualized in what was a gigantic movie. So it's like, I, I, I just don't think that that's... That, that you really did her any favors by calling it the broad stroke. And thank you, Tony. I appreciate the feedback. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. I want to hear all of it. It's how we get better. So good no job, worries. man. No worries. Believe me, thank, I've done thank it. You all. all right. Uh, let's move over to Nikki and interview with the wicked. By the way, I think Monica appreciates the fact that you kept the name of her show. <laughs> Save me uh, some thinking time. So, right. There you go. Um, now, you also left in the audio of Danielle eating while she was giving an answer. To do, did you ever hurt yourself? Or I've had to jump out of planes and things. So. Oh, my. I had to do this thing where they put this hydraulic machine on my back. And I'm curious as to what you used 
to edit out the the eating to make it less noticeable? It, it may be somewhat of a disappointing answer because I think I run I ran like every single filter I could find on Audacity <laughs> and I just clicked all of them and something worked at some point and I just kept that. I'm going to use one of your own questions against you. Uh, what kind no. of pitfalls did you run into this week? <laughs> I'm glad that I have a famous question because I think it's a good question. <laughs> it is a good question. Um, well, I edited most of this in a traffic jam on, on I-75, so that was a pitfall. <laughs> really? Um, yeah. Wait, 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 was, wait. Expand on that. You were like on a bus or in a I was visiting my parents and... My mom had a whole schedule for me to go everywhere, which didn't include NTP. So I was really trying to fit it in. And we got stuck for two hours in a traffic jam. So that's where I did a lot of my editing. Because you also got that weird squeaky squeal noise. Or meek or uh, had it come in. You know, there's yeah. a, the, the majority of them are just like you and me and people that we know. So I think I know what that is, but you'll have to mm-hmm. confirm. I think it's okay. the noise of the mic cable. Or like the like scratching on the earbuds or whatever she used, because I think I've done that to myself mm. before. I did a low-pass filter and basically had to choose between having it sound like it was in a tunnel or uh, having that noise, like Will said. And I just couldn't stand the noise. So I was like, screw it, we're going with tunnel, and hopefully it'll be okay enough. Let's go over to Eric. So, Nikki, I think that you, by far and away did the best interview. It felt like I was listening to a radio interview. Used the right amount of, yeah, oh, sure. I wanted to get into film and TV. Of course. Um, I've had to jump out of planes and things. Oh, my. I had to do this thing. Uh, That felt all felt natural to me. And overall, I thought your pacing and flow of the interview was really great. Let's go over to Jenny. Hi. Okay. So, yes, this was uh, really good. Um, I want to point out something that no one else did. Nikki thanked Monica. Like, she didn't just take her stuff. She was like, wow, my producer went out and did a great interview. I should thank her. And I would like to say that I personally, as a producer, appreciated that. Uh, the only the little thing I, I, I would tell you is that um, I know a bunch of stunt people I wouldn't have said she's in a more creative role because stunt work is incredibly creative in addition to being incredibly dangerous. It's just a different expression of creativity. So I know what you meant, but I would just like keep an eye on those sort of assumptions. A couple of weird edits. Uh, and also the leveling was not there, right? The music in this one was softer than the voices. So otherwise, I, I thought content-wise, this was really good. Thank you, Jenny. Let's go over to Justin. Very rarely on this show, because of the nature of the challenges, do I think that a contestant shows something that I would consider to be right out of the box, real world, professional skill. And it's and I can count on my hand the amount of times that it's happened in, in the seasons. And I would say that what you did on this show, which sometimes is is a necessity because audio tracks get screwed up or aren't recorded, where you've got to recreate what should sound like a back and forth from scratch is, which is tedious and annoying and stupid. Uh, you did that to me was the most impressive thing, not only this week, but also this season in, in just understanding how much work you had to put into that. I was like, better hurting me. Cause that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> 
it was it was noticed and and uh, everything else that everybody said and great job and i also want to underscore what jenny said before about it makes you seem bigger if you're crediting people like that that is not only is it just great ethic you should all think about the people that are that are helping you uh, uh, make stuff. It's a psychological thing. It makes you feel, it makes the, the product that people are listening to and taking their time out to enjoy seem bigger and more worthwhile. You you showed pro-level skills with this competition. Congratulations. Jeez, well, uh, I have to say with the echo in the background, it sounds like someone parted the clouds and just <laughs> came down from the sky to give me compliments. So it's very special. Thank you. <laughs> Well, I'm Just doing the interview. Look, uh, I'm doing the interview in a in, in in an empty apartment because I don't have any <laughs> furniture. So no, but it sounds great. I love it. <laughs> uh, all right, hey, thank you very much, Nikki. Good thank job. You. And let's move over to Adi. Hello, hey Adi. All right, more than one path. You did the uh, something that nobody else did, which is to interject audio, like from uh, Danielle's short film, the Showgirls trailer. In Danielle's case, the name of that challenge? Showgirls. Leave your inhibitions at the door. One of my favorite movies of all time, so no. Uh <laughs> Did you do that to fill in for questions that were difficult to edit around, or um, really was it just to kind of help set the scene for Danielle's answers and add some clarity? Uh, more to set the scene and just to try to do add a little something different than just the two of us talking back and forth the whole time. The concept was, you know, to talk to different people about their path to their success and just using uh, Danielle's audio for that and that conceit this time around. But, uh, you know, the thought was like, it could be somebody in Hollywood. It could be, you know, the mechanic down the street. So, uh, Eric, let's start with you this time. Overall, I thought this was, and I didn't know this was your first time editing. Um, I thought it was solid. Uh, I didn't think it was spectacular, but I thought it was pretty good. Um, and I also liked how you used the sound bites from the uh, materials. It was a, a nice change of pace. Nobody else did that. I felt that your flow and your pacing wasn't bad. Overall, pretty good job. Thanks. Very good. All right. Thank you, Eric. Let's go over to Jenny. Um, so Audie, I could tell, man, that this was your first time in the software, <laughs> uh, and that's okay. Uh, editing can always get better, right? Uh, mm -hmm. you know, like the levels, 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 like again, uh, your podcast should be the same loudness. I mean, I'd only go on about this cause I hate it and I pay people to do it for me. Um, you know, like your voice was just a little soft to where the music opened. It's someone's life and career path. What success looks like to them. You know, my big test this week was for all these podcasts, do I have to adjust my volume on the computer more than once to get to hear this podcast? And on this one, I definitely did. Good job not cutting the silences down. That's an instinct that will serve you well. And so they found this little role and it was silly and I did it. And I guess it was fun. I mean, I'm part of a cult classic, so that's something. Let us silence be an editorial silence. Then the other thing I would say is there are a difference between ums. There are editorial ums that you should keep in. And there are ums that are just like 
you know, voice noise or likes or whatever. You can get rid of those sometimes. And they sort of tighten things up. But you'll learn the difference between an editorial um that means something and one that doesn't. And then I just, there were, I have like so many notes about this one because I was like, I can hear these edits, right? And also your audience doesn't know who Hammond is. Like, uh, and the ending wasn't strong. It just kind of petered out, right? Uh, let's go over to Justin. Beyond the uh, problems that that obviously are there in the editing, while you had the instincts to say, let's bring in the showgirls clip. Let, let's, let's show... You know, in in an episode, nobody else really did any of the razzle dazzle of Hollywood. Like, if you're going to talk about all these big fancy, uh, um, you know, uh, celebrities and lights and glitz and glamour, give us a little little song, a little dance, a little seltzer down your pants. Let's play some music. Let's have some some clips of these celebrities so we can now contextualize what your your subject's life is. You had the instinct to do it, but you didn't follow through in terms of telling another story. And this brings me to my largest problem. What the hell is another path? Like, what does that mean? Well, obviously, life is decisions, but th- this gets to the like, find your bullet hole and then draw your bullseye around it. Unless you've got a lot of stuff where she's going to go on and on about like, you know, I really do think about what my career could be if I took that showgirls gig. Like, you know, I, I met uh, uh, Carmen Electra on some set and I, and I wondered whether or not I would have been in a situation where she was as, as somebody that was a dancer that, that wanted to take a very sexualized path. Like, if you have that, then the idea of an interview where you are choosing among many paths makes sense because you are telling the story of a fork in the road. If you don't, then you got to figure out a better bullseye to draw around your bullet hole. All right. Thank you, Justin. All right. Let's get to our top podcast of the week. Uh, scores really high this week. Like there's a, there's a big gap. And I think that's just due to the magic that happens when you uh, take every, um, every filter that you can find in a piece of software and apply it. That person is Nikki. Congratulations. You won the week with the uh, interview with the wicked. Congrats, Nikki. I thought you did a great job. All right. Well, congratulations, Nikki. I mean, I think some of the things to take away on this, obviously you did figure out the kind of the magic uh, in, in getting a lot of those background sounds out, but some of the other things you did like uh, thanking Monica, um, acknowledging her in the in the podcast and and very well done interaction with the interview subject, even not being there for it. So um, you did a great job with that. So congratulations. And sadly, that means we got to come to the the tough part of the week. This was uh, again kind of not surprising based on the feedback that came from the judges. Um, one of the best notes I got on this was the fact that editing is something that can be improved, but uh, making a bad judgment is something that um, that can't. And. Tony, I'm afraid the the just the decision to name the show was one of the the big the big factors this week. The the judgment on 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 the name of that show. And I'll own that I'm the one who said that. But what I said was judgment is harder. 
So, That's but right. it, but yeah. I want to say that I think Tony took the notes in the spirit in which they were intended. And so I don't mean to say like, once you make a bad decision, you can never fix it because that is very much not the case. And Tony is an right. exemplar of someone who took the note. And thank you. The, the, big, the big thing that I just want you to know is, and this is for your own, the protection of your work the protection of all the hard work that you put into this, that anybody puts into a project like this is quality comes from a holistic understanding, not only of the final product, but also of your audience. There is, there are things that are beyond what, what we think as like, Oh, okay. Well, obviously my purity of heart, my purity a vision on this is going to be what shines through. And that ultimately is the gulf between experienced and inexperienced because you are, you are not a shining light that people will gravitate toward. Your idea is going to be put through the meat grinder of society and then spit out back to you. And that's something that we see so much more now in 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 real time so uh i don't doubt your heart i know that you are a a a sweet and caring guy and i know that what you wanted to do there was show that this lady was a total badass and and you wanted to let her wear that as a suit of armor and not pin it on her like a a badge of shame that being said you got to understand if you're making that move, if you're playing in those waters, if you're going to dance through that minefield, then you better be Barishnikov or else your foot's <laughs> going to land in your own mouth. Well, and Tony, I want to I want to just close things out with uh, um, a positive note because it has been such a pleasure having you be part of this thing. Um, yes. Your your talent and your joy uh, and, and your ability to do the stuff, your, your sense of humor, but most of all, your unbridled passion for this comes through week after week after week. And so that is the thing that I want you to hold your head up high that you, you accomplish making it to the final four. It's because of that heart and that, that talent that you've got. So, uh, I know we'll continue to see great things from you, man. Here, here. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank, thank you all very much. Um, and yeah, like I said, I've learned a lot. It's been, it's been a blast. Wouldn't change it. So it's been all good. Thank you all very much. Oh, but before I go, Tony P, no longer here. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. All right. uh, You guys ready to hear about next week's challenge? Let's do it. So far in America's Next Top Podcaster, we've challenged you from nearly every angle of the interview. We've booked the guest for you and had you plan and perform the interview. We've conducted the interview ourselves and had you focus only on the editing. And we've even had you sit in a guest chair to be the subject of an interview. Uh, Well, it's time for your interview final exam. This week, you're going to be getting the entire interview challenge. Your job will be to book your own guest, plan your interview, schedule and perform the interview, and then edit it together into a podcast episode. You'll want to put together your list of potentials, dust off your interview request template, and start sending out emails. We want this interview to be something special, so don't fall back on friends, family, or on somebody that you've interviewed before. 
This is this is really where you want to do some planning. Start early and go after any subjects that you've dreamt of interviewing. Um, but some of those people might take this extra time to respond, so you want to get to them really early. Follow that by reaching out to some slightly easier interview subjects and and maybe even have a backup or two that you feel might be the most likely to agree to talk to you. Uh, now, this is going to be a tough week. You've got to book the interview, and it can take a while to hear back from people, especially the big names that you might be hoping to land. So, in order to give you enough time to get this done, we'll be making this challenge a two-week challenge. Nikki, you are also going to get a bonus. Uh, every week here on ANTP, the eliminated contestant sits down for an interview with season one runner-up Alex Albisu to talk about their experience on the show, what they've learned, uh, and even how they can apply it to their own shows, as well as what's next for them. As a matter of fact, Alex got the gig doing this for ANTP because he did such a great job with uh, this challenge and other interviews in his season. So, you guys are going to be putting this interview together. Uh, 15 minutes. We're increasing the time limit to. Judges, seeing as this is a big, <laughs> a big interview and a big ask, uh, what advice do you have for our contestants? Um, congratulations. This is the best era ever to do this challenge because everybody knows what Zoom is now. Uh, so, uh, I would say get crazy. Get crazy. Uh, uh, my, my biggest piece of advice is don't ever send an email that just asks them if they want to do it. Ask them if they want to do it and offer days that you are able to do it. The biggest problem with booking is landing exactly when they want to do it. It's easier when you are asking people for them to say no to stuff uh, and, and to reschedule, it gets you closer to that conversation. Uh, Eric, thank you so much for being here, man. Hey, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Excellent. Well, where should we send people to check out some of your stuff, especially that uh, the documentary? Uh, you can find Honor in the Valley of Tears uh, on Vimeo and for free. We've It's been you know uh, 10 years, 11 years since it was released. So it's up on Vimeo. You can search Honor in the Valley of Tears or, or my name, Eric Dow. And then, you know, tune into HGTV and check out House Hunters. It's almost on every night, so. (laughs) It is, isn't it? (laughs) All right. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of America's Next Top Podcaster. On behalf of our judges, our coach, our producers, and everyone who works behind the scenes to keep all the wheels spinning, this is Brian Ibbett saying thanks for listening. We'll see you next time right here on America's Next Top Podcaster. It sucked to be eliminated, um, especially when I think there was a huge misunderstanding. For starters, with the title, for example, with the title, somebody mentioned they thought it was a playoff of the breaststroke, the swimming move. Uh, One of the judges said it sounded like a sexual act, which, uh, wow. Um, But if you Google the broad stroke, its major features are key points, descriptions presented in a bold or sweeping manner. It's it's the high notes. It's quick and to the point, which I thought was a title appropriate for a 10-minute interview podcast. There was also some, some talk about the use of the word broad. Although definitely edgy, I, I never realized the word was as offensive as it was made, made out to be, uh, considering there's a ton of content out there. Uh, including the Broad Appeal, the Broad Experience podcast, and a huge show, Broad City on Comedy Central. No one has ever batted an eye at that before. 
Uh, and the last thing I heard was only certain people are allowed to say certain words, which that's a, a strong disagree from me. Either a word is offensive or it isn't. And also uh, context plays a, a huge part in that as well. It is what it is. I hate to harp on, on all this linguistic stuff. Um, I didn't get much feedback on the edit, so I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe had they Googled the title, maybe I would still be in the contest, but who knows? With that being said, I, I really did have a lot of fun. And, and the biggest takeaway for me is I met a lot of awesome contestants that I look forward to keeping up with with all of their future content. So thank you guys for having me. Tony P, no longer here. Thank you for listening to America's Next Top Podcaster. This show brought to you by the lovely team headed by your host, Brian Ibbett. Follow Brian at Coverville on Twitter. Hammond Chamberlain as our executive producer. Follow Hammond at J Hammond C. Bobby Frankenberger as our producer. Follow Bobby at GM Funky Town. Lady Monica Stone as social media and community manager. Follow Monica at Wicked Kitten 13. Alex Albisu as our contestant interviewer and Patreon manager. Follow Alex at Alex Albisu. And I'm Gidget Von LaRue from Season 1. And you can follow me at Gidget Von LaRue. Consider becoming a patron of the show by going to patreon.com forward slash top podcaster. Make sure to follow the show at Podcasting Idol and visit our website at America's Next Top Podcaster.com for everything else. Mm-hmm.